So I know we always talk to others about the importance of going on dates. Yeah. So, so we, that's why we date regularly. Like right. last, like, like last week we went on a date, right? Yeah, right. right? <laughs> oh my gosh, honey. You don't necessarily keep up with um, the time span between dates. So, we, so didn't, we didn't go on a date last week. I, I don't, I don't think so. How long has it been since our last date, you think? In your estimation. <sighs> oh gosh. You've been on the road traveling and all kinds of stuff. I don't it's know. True. So, yeah, you kind of owe me a I owe date. you lots of dates. Okay, I'm sorry. I love you. And it's because I want to be with you. I want to be with you, too. Quality time. My you, love language. But you always tell me that when it's your idea for a date, it doesn't count, right? It kind of doesn't. Okay, I'll, I'll initiate. Let's go out. Let's let's push pause right now on this recording. and <laughs> Go on a date? Yeah, okay, okay. pause. <laughs> Stop it. Okay, we're back. Hey, it's Barrett and Jennifer Johnson with the Imperfect and Normal Families Only podcast. Just returning from a fantastic date. <laughs> Did you have a good time, honey? Yes. Okay, I'm so glad. We're glad you joined us on our podcast. This is episode number five. So we're rolling with this thing. It's like legit. Five episodes means we haven't stopped yet. That's great. Would you say we're too legit You just to quit? need to take me on a date so that I'll keep doing this with okay, you. Okay, more dates. I'll take a date every time we do one. Fantastic. Motivation. I love it. Well, if it's your first time joining us, you know what this thing's about. We have a couple of questions we always ask to let you know or so you can test and see if this podcast... Make sure we're your people group. That's right. We write for you. So uh, give us a couple of, if, you know, is this podcast so, right for me yeah. questions, honey? Here's a question for you. If getting your family to sit down for dinner always starts with unplugging the Wi-Fi, this podcast is for you. Very good. Yeah. yeah it's sometimes the best way to do That's that. That's the only way to get people to come exactly. to dinner. Wi-Fi is off. Here's another one. Uh, if, uh, the, if the proper way to squeeze a toothpaste tube has ever caused tension in your marriage, this podcast is probably for you. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I had to let go of. If... Your most meaningful family discussion has happened after watching an episode of The Middle. This podcast is for you. Now, that's kind of funny. The Middle we is not deep TV, middle. but it's great TV. I miss and The Middle. we cried on the last episode. It was terrible. It's like our friends leaving now us. Now we're watching Young Sheldon. Okay, so we're you back. Have up, some family backing up a little bit. So family uh, discussions on that one. Yeah, but if your family's not that deep in the middle, as though it spears on your deep, meaningful conversations, then again, this podcast is for you. <laughs> we're, we're glad you've joined us. So today we're going to cover how to build up your husband. And Jen, I'm honestly, we'll get to our, the meat of our podcast today. I'm going to let you take the lead on this because you've been a phenomenal, uh, skilled woman at doing this, and you've. <laughs> You just do a great job I'm of building sure up your I've husband. I've made lots of mistakes. We all make mistakes, but this is an important thing. That I chew you out at least once a week that you have me doing a podcast that's and you true. have me getting up in front of thousands of people and speaking and okay. well, talking about sex. Well, I don't know if I'm always a good cheerleader, <laughs> but you keep on going along with it. So that's a <laughs> so that's a good thing. Okay. All right. Well, we'll cover that in just a minute. We promise that soon we'll do an episode on men, how you can best encourage and love and build up your wives. So we'll talk about the that guys this time, one. what girls can do with their husbands. We'll talk about what ladies, what men can do for their wives on our next podcast. So we'll get in that in just a minute. But first, let's look at our featured Imperfect Normal Family of the Week. So this family that I'm thinking of could probably be our featured family every single week. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we, we just love this family. Our friends, Jordan and Brandon, uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and throw them under a bus and, 
give them a shout out because they love talking about this stuff. But Jordan is who you podcasted with, mm-hmm. your Real Life Mom Show podcast for about a year. For a year. You can still find those files available on their website. It's great stuff. We're talking mom stuff. But Jordan is great because she is transparent and open about mm-hmm. stuff. And so she's really to, to, to wear all of her family challenges and the goofy things her children do and the uh, PG-13 drawings her boys do. I mean, she just puts it all out there. And we love her for that. Uh, I love her so much. She's one of the most um, unbelievable people I've ever met. Well, she had a blog she wrote that we just wanted to feature that, that makes us all feel fantastic about the fact that life is, is good and that life is funny and family is awesome. Uh, she writes about having her kids at Chick-fil-A. And there was a pretty significant disaster on the playground at Chick-fil-A involving poo what's the word we use here honey what's the proper word <laughs> that's uh, good enough excrement what's uh, the proper word no okay let's use poo. poo all right so poo i think one of her kids when he was younger uh, you know i mean the potty training season had a severe accident uh, at chick-fil-a that i think caused her to be banned from chick-fil-a for a couple of months <laughs> i think they told her please don't come back no they didn't. I, I think that's a part of her story so we need to check the facts and see if that's real or not well i just know that when she had her book signing it was at chick-fil-a she did her chick- when book signing when her at book Chick-fil-A. came out yeah. so they honored her for that that's a <laughs> see it comes full circle some of your most disastrous moments can be your greatest moments of glory as a family so yeah. if you have a experience that's awful realize it might be a part of your story and be spectacular one day we'll find more about jordan baker watts our friend and author and amazing blogger and podcaster and her great stories about real life at feelfreetolaugh.com. You'll love it. I promise. Yes. Good deal. Well, what's next in the news? All right, Jen, you're going to love this in the news story I found. It's fantastic. It, okay. it came from Forbes magazine or mm-hmm. online a couple of years ago. It's it's an older article, so it's not really current events. Okay. But somebody shared it on Twitter the other day, and it kind of went a little viral. Folks kind of talking mm-hmm. about it again, again, this article. It's just absolutely spectacular. The author did a study on the top nine hardest leadership roles in our culture today. Hmm. So the nine hardest leadership roles. And I'll, I'll count them down real quick just for fun. Number nine is a corporate CEO. Forbes, of course, is going to tip their hat to that. Number eight, U.S. congressperson. How's that? Yeah, I can see uh, that. Congressperson? Is that what congressman? Congress, congressperson? Well, is that Because it be could be a girl or a boy. Number seven was editor of a daily newspaper. Think of all those TV shows where you got the editor who's just scrambling to get the copy. And Timeline, yeah. Uh, number six is mayor. So mm-hmm. go and thank your mayor somewhere. Hard job. Number five, pastor, which certainly we can relate ding, to that. Ding, 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 Serving ding, Serving ministry. Number four, football coach. Yeah. If you've watched Friday Night Lights before, you know that's true. It's stressful, Golly. difficult, hard job. If you've job. ever been in the SEC over here and... Or, but I think it's poor uh, small town dudes in Texas yeah. that were getting paid pennies to have to deal with grief from parents all day long, yeah. pressure to win, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Number three, second in command of any organization. Hmm. which is interesting. Uh, number two guy. And the number two on the list is a university president. Okay. There's pressure of leadership and everything else. But the number one answer, let's mm-hmm. do like our David Letterman, number one <sighs> answer is a stay-at-home parent. That just shocks me. That Forbes would do this. That they would admit that. And then... I just would love to see how he figured that out. You know what I mean? Well, what he, his... Uh... Well, he, he wrote about it a little bit. Here's what he said. Uh, first of all, he said that the author, while, while there are some 5 million stay-at-home mothers in the U.S., 
That number seems kind of low to me. Uh, the number of stay-at-home fathers has tripled in recent years. Mm-hmm. So dads, more and more staying at home. Uh, wife has a great career, and so dad's committing to be the primary uh, caregiver for young children. He, he kind of characterizes this job. He says pros. Here's the pros of being a stay-at-home parent. That's what's good about it. Mm-hmm. Comfortable, stretchy, sweatpant uniforms. <laughs> Showering is optional. Uh, more pros. Freedom from water cooler gossip and office backstabbing. Uh, so, so Jen, has your when you were raising small children, houseful kids, did a four year old child ever gossip about you and stab <laughs> you in the back relationally in the corporate no, structure? No, 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 didn't happen. That's a good thing. All right, cons. This is hard about it. This is why it gets number one rating. You have to, this is great. You have to deal with the condescending tone in the oh, staying at home is a very important job. Statements that other people make. Yes, kind of looking yes. down on you, but saying it's important. Right. Um, a con is the knowledge that if you do your job badly. You'll be raising the next generation of psychopaths and U.S. Congresspersons. <laughs> oh my gosh! I thought that was that was crazy. If, if you're a U.S. Congressperson, listen to this. We don't think you are demented or distorted. <laughs> and then finally, this is a one that maybe some can relate to. Uh, while it's been calculated that the value of your work is more than a hundred thousand dollars a year, your overpaid CEO spouse flaunts his or her paycheck as a way of showing that he or she doesn't plan to help out around the house. It's almost like your spouse goes, well, I do all the hard work and that kind of uh, stuff. Has, has any woman ever said to you, and honey, I hope you realize, I hope hope you reflect and appreciate me that I've never said to you. So what did you do all day? Oh or my gosh. Did, did I, you, you should get a real job. I've never done that, have I? You really haven't. Um, if you did in the very beginning, I'm sure I would have stopped you. Yes. Because there's no way. And I was even telling our son that someday you and your wife are going to have a baby. You cannot come home from work and say, what have you been doing? all day there's just and that may be a sincere question i just care what have you been doing all day oh what my have you been gosh. doing? but just a, from a stay-at-home mom who's juggling children and whatever yeah. else it can feel very condescending of so mm-hmm. what did you the house especially if you look or, around the house sure. and it didn't look that great or whatever or there wasn't time for dinner and we're gonna have to heat something up from last so night so for all the stay-at-home parents out there we salute you uh, what at least doing hee-haw you know <laughs> salute we appreciate you and recognize you have the hardest job in the world. And we wish that you could get paid. We yeah, wish that that $100,000 plus paycheck really did come your way. I um, tore my ACL and so I'm in physical therapy with all these people who have uh, workers comp. And I'm like, it is so sad. The stay-at-home mother does not get workers comp to help with all and the I bills. I guarantee a stay-at-home mom is using physically her oh leg gosh. muscles and her knee Especially up and down stairs. Especially in Georgia where laundry, we've got all stairs galore. Then some dude sitting behind a cubicle at a computer somewhere doing you know, crunching numbers all day or whatever. Don't get me started. Anyway, that was interesting news. And just the main lesson takeaway is appreciate the stay-at-home parents in your life. And if you were raised by one of those people. Well, and it, I was also going to say, if your husband doesn't understand, please, please leave him alone with the children for at least three days That's in a, a row idea. and do not come home. That's a great idea. I think we, they, do, we, we do that. I think husbands and wives in that season of life many times will almost they'll lay in bed at night about jobs that have to be done or putting the kids to bed. And it's almost like this unspoken or sometimes spoken argument about who's more tired yeah. or who's more stressed. Right. Dudes who are working a job and who have wives to stay home. I guarantee you're not working harder than she is. And the way to prove that is what Jen just said. Hunt a sweet girl, go off on a four-day vacation with your girlfriends and leave your husband home alone for four days and just uh, see if he wants to go back to work on Monday morning. I bet he will. <laughs> Guaranteed. Well, let's move on to our main feature presentation. 
So today we're going to cover how to build up your husband, and I'm going to let Jen take the major lead on this because she's the one that can talk to ladies more than I can. <laughs> it's really lame for a man to tell a wife, tell a bunch of women how to respect their husbands or build up their husbands, and so that's that's you, honey. Yeah. But uh, we thought we'd get into this by having a little bit of a movie chat. Let's do some movie review commentary some movies we've seen because we really have been thinking about this like we, we really, didn't know we were going to turn it into a podcast but we've seen so many movies lately that just get us going on how men are being treated well and there are movies out there that aren't really relationship marriage you know connecting with your spouse movies they're designed for something completely different they're sports movies or action movies or whatever but they've got great lessons to learn or observations you can make about mm-hmm. those things. So just in recent days, we've watched a couple of things. I think about in general sports movies. So so I've, I've long had the argument that you can watch any sports movie, you know, the Miracle on Ice, the, the hockey movie, or Rocky, or uh, any kind of athletic thing where a coach is leading a team to victory somewhere. If he's got a wife in the stands, mm-hmm. when he wins the big game or wins the big fight, he always looks to the girl. Or he's down to the very last yeah. wire. Oh, he he looks, looks up the, into the crowd. He, well, usually when he's done, when everyone's celebrating, the team's yeah. all celebrating, he, the coach is letting the team celebrate, he looks up to his wife. And looking and, for her. He's looking for her to, to, to go, yay, or I'm yeah. proud of you, or clap, 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 whatever. So there's that theme over and over again where the, the, the really is true. What a man does, what he achieves, what he accomplishes, it means nothing unless his wife affirms it. And it's so interesting because I don't think they sit around writing the screenplay thinking we've got to do this. It just naturally becomes a part of the story. Indeed. Another movie we saw today, we saw Green Book, which won the Academy Award for Best Picture. I'm not sure if it deserved Best Picture. It was very, very good. We enjoyed it. Uh, But uh, in that, you got this burly bodyguard driver driving around this classical pianist who's so talented very refined, very yeah. dignified. Mm-hmm. And the our kind of white guy driving the him around all over the place is kind of a he's Puts. Kind of a, he's kind of a mafia, <laughs> you know, hustler, bouncer, burly yeah. guy, but he's got a sweet little wife and kids at home. Right. And it's interesting, he learns and grows and figures out how with a coaching from his friend how to write romantic letters to his wife and how to be tender, how to get in touch with kind of his sensitive side, mm-hmm. which is great to see. Everyone can change so cute. somewhere along the way. The question from last week in our podcast was, can you change at 50 years old? Well, mm-hmm. I think you can if you're yeah. committed to refine some things and that kind of stuff. We saw just two nights ago, we saw the documentary Free Solo about mm-hmm. Alex Honnold's uh, climb up El Capitan without any ropes or anything by himself. Phenomenal. I loved it. I mean, it's spectacular. But as we watched it, it was almost so painful for me. I had to leave the room. Not the climbing part, which uh, of course was dramatic and scary. Because we knew he's going to live, yes. you know. What was hard to watch was he oh. and his precious little girlfriend. They're in a relationship for a year or two. Two years. She she has climbed with him some. She's actually dropped him a few times when she was belaying yeah. him. So that was probably some resentment there. <laughs> but he's contemplating you know, scheduling next couple of days to go climb up El Cap by himself. A feat that just nobody's ever done before. No one's ever dreamed of done before. The chances of him dying are very high. And she's kind of asking him. It's almost like the ultimate define the relationship moment. She's mm-hmm. asking him, you know, do you have any check in your, you know, harder spirit about, about accommodating for me? I mean, is, does that give you pause at all? And he just quickly said, said no. No, no, it doesn't. I'm, I'm doing what I want to do. And again, I'll give him some space because their girlfriend, boyfriend, they're not married yet. But I thought to myself, 
She needs to either dump him. No lie. I kept saying that the whole time. I mean, he was a jerk to yeah. her, in my opinion. Yeah. And it was she very to, hard to watch. She needs to dump him or she needs to say, if you're going to marry me eventually. And we'll see where this relationship goes. We'll watch it from afar, of course. But uh, if you're going to get married, you need to change and consider that you've got to accommodate and mm-hmm. live your life for both of us, not just you. Yeah. Which is true. But then Jennifer saw a movie with the kids the other day. This is really where we got started talking about the Indeed. movies because Barrett was out of town and I took our youngest to see um, How to Train Your Dragon. I honestly thought it was How to Train Your Dragon 2. No, there's only a two. And then I realized that I'd missed two and we're on to our third. But I cannot get over how precious and sweet the eventual wife of... Um, What's his name? I don't know anybody's names in that movie. I'm terrible. His name is. Uh, it's kind of funny. Like snitch, niggit, not, switch, switch it. Uh, so, uh, there are so many pivotal points in that movie. I would say probably three, where things have not gone well for our main character, and I mean things just are really not going well, and. The mother-in-law, or soon-to-be mother-in-law, kind of encourages her daughter-in-law to go and encourage her son. Hiccup. Yeah, and his he was name like, is, like you know, because he does, and he has some hiccups in this movie. Yeah. There are things that go wrong, and honestly, the only way he gets through it is by her encouragement. Okay. And I just thought, for a cartoon or whatever, I just can't, I can't get over how. Um, pivotal those moments were, and I'm saying I think it happened like two or three times. It we're, wasn't we're, so just, he's, he's it on wasn't the, just one time. It was. I like, haven't seen the movie, so he's kind of teetering on spoiler alert. Sorry, spoiler alert. Something happened. You know what I mean? Like and, and something he, bad. And, and he didn't work she out. Comes to him, and she's coached by again her mother-in-law. I think she mother. is being coached a little bit by her future mother-in-law, okay. and I love that because older women are supposed to be teaching the younger women. Yeah. But she very happily. Um, encouraged him and yeah. nothing good would have happened in that movie without it. Gotcha. That's how critical it was. And I just thought, what a beautiful example and a beautiful way to talk to your kids about, I, I talked to Maddie Kate about it. Um, man, Maddie Kate, someday you're going to get married and your husband's going to need you to be encouraging to That's him great. the way that that girl was encouraging to her boyfriend and husband in the end they get married spoiler spoiler alert um you have to say spoiler before you give the thing away though, but, so that's oh, okay. okay sorry yeah ruined it for everybody um, but i guess great because i i realize this and we teach this all the time at our marriage conferences we teach about how critically important a, a wife is to building up her husband and and girls you think it's not that big a deal and you think it's okay for you to you know, he's he's a confident, strong guy. It's it's almost my job as his wife to keep him humble mm-hmm. and to knock him down a peg. And, and that's just the worst thing yeah. a wife can do. Uh, well, man, hungers are, are just groans for his wife's mm-hmm. encouragement and support. And the fact Over that he, anybody else's, too. Well, she, she, I mean, it's, that's true. Our, my experience with that, Jen, we always teach this, but I always describe the story of, of having a chance to preach at our, our church back in the day. And it's a important responsibility and something I love to do and I take very seriously and I see as an honor and I'd study and prepare and then I'd, you know, twice a year have a chance to to, to preach in a service at our church. And and it's always nice when folks have a church say thank you and that was good and I was appreciate that what you shared and I love that stuff. I, I love any kind of affirmation. And it was thousands and thousands of people. It's a big church. Sure. So I love that. But 
through all those conversations and all those little handshakes at the end of church and people talking to me, I'm scanning over every one of their heads and I'm looking for you. I'm looking mm-hmm. for you to come up to me and say, I, I'm, you, you did well. I'm proud of you. That mm-hmm. was a good word. I, I could live on that for years yeah. and I could take or leave everyone else's, but I can't survive without what you say. So yeah. Jen, give us some thoughts on a, a wife who wants to really bring out the very, very best in her husband. Right. What's it look like to... Since so many of us have not been taught that respect is what, it's truly the air that our husbands breathe yeah. and, and what they have to have. Um, I'm just going to go through a short list, and it's not exhaustive, and I'm sure there's lots of other ways that you can show respect to your husband, but this is a list at least that you can start with and talk to your husband about and say, hey, how do I do in these areas, you know? And these are things from Shanti Feldhahn's yes. uh, For Women Only book. So. And it is my favorite favorite still after all these years. That's what we use in marriage prep. Um, but we need to respect our guy's judgment And we always show a slide when we teach this of a guy like looking at a map and being lost because back in the day, we didn't have like driving directions. But I also tease to this day, your husband actually doesn't need your help when he's driving. Like he can drive on his own all by himself. You're saying that a man can find a parking place in a crowded mall by himself. (laughs) You you tell me that? You believe that really? I mean, it's just shocking because I really thought that Barrett needed my help with that. And I just could not understand how he drove without me. I'm just so wonderful (laughs) and helpful. Um, Not realizing that that just makes him feel like um, he's inadequate. Um, even in a small thing like that. And again, it, it, girls, you're allowed to question your, hus- your husband about stuff, but if it's peppering nonstop and all he gets from you is just always undermining, Nagging always questioning, and, yeah, he undermining feels that. Him. He feels that. Yeah. And then also trusting his abilities. And I love the story of my firstborn getting married and they got to the airport and my daughter's passport was expired and they were on their way to Mexico. She said in that moment, you know, I remember, Mom, you teaching me that I need to respect my husband and his abilities. And I wanted to call Dad so bad and say, Dad, fix it, you know, for me, please. But instead, I just swallowed, you know, hard and just said, Honey, you can do this and we'll yep. figure this out. And um, even around the house, guys want to try stuff. We want to yeah, give a try shot. Try to fix things. I mean, not yep. every guy's that way, but most of us, let me give it, before I call a plumber 500 bucks worth of money, let me try to give this a shot. And, and mm-hmm. ladies need to give them a chance to try. Yeah. And I think guys need um, respect in their accomplishments. Yeah. And um, I always say in the summer, I think about this because of all the little kids that stand on the side of the pool yelling, look at me, mommy, look at me. I really feel like there is inside of our men um, a heart of um, just needing to be encouraged and even small accomplishments. And Barrett kind of has a joke about um, the dishwasher. Oh, I always think it's great. Uh, You know, if your husband unloads the dishwashers, lady, you don't have to say thank you. No. But but it goes a long way to make him want to do it again. And the old joke is if if a man unloads a dishwasher and his wife doesn't see him do it, does it count? <laughs> to which I say no. That's why whenever I unload the dishwasher, I make mm-hmm. sure that I'm very, very noisy. And you make sure I'm kind of in the house. That's right. So and I know say, he's doing said, that. It's great. Thank you for doing that. I appreciate that. And, and I and love it. It seems that. silly, but... I don't know. It Once I see how it builds you up, I don't feel silly thanking you for mowing the yard. You know what I mean? But 
I love when you mow the yard, and I'm just like, it looks great. Well, thank and you, you so can, much. And I think many women miss out on opportunity because, like, again, should you have to tell me thank you for doing what no, a homeowner should do? because you're a do? homeowner. Exactly. You shouldn't have to tell me thank you. But when you do, it goes a long way to help building up your man. Yeah, it really does. Another important way to show respect is in public. And I think that's where I probably got in a lot of trouble early on in our marriage because Barrett is so extroverted. He's so confident in himself. He, I don't know, I just uh, thought that I could make fun of him or make crack jokes, you know, about him in front of other people. But when you realize... Most extroverts and party people are extroverted introverts. Yeah. It really does hurt their feelings, and it it uh it slashes at their um I don't know. It just it. Well, I remember Shante in her book. One of the quotes she has is that it says teasing is torture. Yeah. So when a man yeah. is teased by his wife in public, right. particularly, that could be devastating. Yeah. And so you looking for opportunities to build up your man in public yes. issues like with, with her parents or his parents yes. is, is always a good thing. How about at the workplace? So like, like good. You always talk about the Christmas company, Christmas party. Yeah. I tell my girls that I have um, discipled, you know, as newlyweds. I don't care if you have the honking biggest fight on the way to the Christmas party. Um, you suck it up and get out of the car and go into that party and say as many wonderful things about your husband in front of his peers, in front of their spouses. Because honestly, when a woman is not speaking with respect to her husband in public, everyone in the room, especially the men, are just horrified and they feel so sorry for your guy. It, it's horrifying. And it's also... I mean, it really can make a difference in when um, maybe a new job comes up within the company. Um, you know, he could be passed right over because the guys say, remember how his wife treats him? And, and he just kind of, you know, doesn't do anything and just allows her to treat him like that. I don't know if we can trust him with a new account or an account that big. I mean, yeah. it, it can really and truly make or break his career. I mean, it's, it's that serious, yeah. you know? And so I also say you've just got to find someone to talk to in your marriage that's for both of you and is respectful to your husband and isn't like, what a slime ball, you know? <laughs> Instead, you have a friend who says... And what did Barrett say before you said that to him, <laughs> you know? The context and of everything and it, seeing yeah, the big picture. Finding people to help you that um, respect your marriage and respect your guy. And, and encourage you to do that as well. Isn't just for you. Indeed. Yeah. It's critical and all about it. So I think that's um, just a few things and y'all can talk it over and there may be some things that your guy feels disrespected in or about, and y'all can add that. And that's a risky question for a wife to ask, but it's a mm -hmm. great question of, honey, how important is it for you to know that I'm in your corner yeah, and that I believe in you and that you've got my support and I'm your biggest cheerleader? Mm -hmm. How important is that to you? And then the follow-up question, it's the hard question, is are there times you feel like I'm not? Are mm -hmm. there times that I undermined mm -hmm. your leadership or your confidence in yourself because of whatever. So you're going to hear us talk a lot about love and respect, because again, that's what God tells us to do. And God tells us to do what doesn't come naturally to us. Respect doesn't just naturally ooze out of me. 
Um, but it's so dang important and we will talk about it over and over again. But if you are like two ships passing in the night and things aren't going well, then a very easy way to sort of get to the root of what's going on is by looking at your husband and saying, have I done anything lately to make you feel disrespected? That's so good. Because that, that gets the core. That will soften a man's heart. Oh, yeah. So much and make him lean into you and, and give you an honest answer. Mm-hmm. And if you're willing to hear that answer. Receive it well. You're off and- the races on an openness and getting past kind of the two ships passing a night or the, the closed mm-hmm. off that can happen mm-hmm. so easily in our marriages. Yeah, it's so easy. But I tell you what, me and I'm sure many of you feel very prideful, and it's hard to say that. Yeah. But I have for years now, and it has really changed the tone of our marriage, yeah. and um, it has taught me so much. I, I just had no clue that that is what really was so important to a man. Good deal. Let me close with this. We we mentioned the movies that we've seen things in before, and I, I thought of one more that's, I, I always tell the story, or often tell the story at our, our marriage events, and I'll even play a clip of it. It's, let me set this up real quick. It's, it's from my favorite guy movies, uh, Cinderella Man. Cinderella Man is a story of a Depression-era boxer who had a career at one time, and it's falling apart, and he's now just uh, barely getting by with his wife and three young children. And so he's struggling and he has a chance on a fluke to get back in the ring and box. And he actually succeeds and it turns into a kind of a second career, even though he's, again, just living in the slums, barely getting by. Suddenly he's got a shot at, at fighting again. He wins several fights and gets a chance to take on the, the world champion. And he's a man, got a Max Bayer, who's killed two men in the ring. And so going to fight this super athlete, uh, it was kind of like it'd be like a an out of shape Rocky fighting Dolph Lundgren in Rocky Four. Do you get this reference, honey? Oh yeah. Yeah, you sure you do. Uh, but anyway, so he's an underdog fighting this you know Hulk of a man who has killed two people, and his wife doesn't want him to fight. But in his mind, he's fighting for his family. He's fighting for his relationship with her. And so right in the locker room, in the night of the big fight, where up to this point all that he has gotten from his wife is discouragement or I don't want you to do this. Uh, She knocks on the door of the locker room and here's what she says to him. Can't win without me behind you. That's what I've been trying to tell you. Maybe I understand some about having a fight. So you just remember who you are. You're the Pride of New Jersey. You're everybody's hope. And you're your kid's hero. And you are the champion of my heart, James J. Braddock. That scene always makes me cry. Yeah. I get all soft when I'm teaching this because it's true. That's what every man needs and wants and desperately craves to hear from Mm -hmm. his wife, words like that. So uh, as the man in the room, let me encourage you ladies listening to this to to speak those words. And if you're a dude listening to this, encourage your girl to listen to this podcast and I'll talk about it in bed one night and be a great conversation starter. I also am going to throw in, there are many of these ideas about respect that I think we've got to kind of show our older teenage sons, not just keep, Um, treating them like babies and um, 
I don't know, there just was a shift with our sons that I knew God wanted me to show them respect in some way that would build them up. So this also is so important to... Mamas, don't henpeck your boys. Oh, yes. Build them up. Build them up and affirm them. Well, let's talk about our featured resource of the week. So we mentioned Shanti Feldhans for Women Only book. Jen, one more time, why is it such a great tool and why is it easy to read and why do you love it? Well, I like it because it's easy to read. It's not super long. Um, And what I love about it, it's based on God's word, but it's also backed by um, companies that have been paid thousands of dollars to do um, canvassing. They just research. Um, it's a sociological res- study based upon asking men what they think, what they feel, what they need. And so it's great data. Yeah. So all the information in the book has been presented to men and those questions answered. And you see how the men answer. And you can't argue with that. You know, it's not, you can't make that up. Um, men feel what they feel. And so I think that's really important. Um of course, scripture is the main reason, but then to see all that data, it's just and really, it's great because really you can good. give it to someone who's even lost and doesn't know Jesus and doesn't have a biblical worldview, and it's great insights for anybody. It's a yeah. great tool. So, I taught it to our neighborhood when I first moved here, and I had a lot of husbands thanking me at the pool that summer. That is awesome. <laughs> so get your hands on that book for women only by Sean T. Feldhahn. We love it. Finally, we'll do our question of the week. Don't you just dig that sound effect, honey? Doesn't it make you feel like you want to answer a question? A little, oh, yeah. It's perfect. I dig all your sound effects. Okay. I know you just tolerate them. You're just saying that to be nice, to build me up and to respect me, aren't you? It's fine. It's well, here's fine. our question of the week. We got this question not too long ago. We love this because it's uh, real and hard, but uh, where we live sometimes. question goes like this from a woman. She says, my husband and I are not on the same page when it comes to parenting. How do we get closer regarding our approach to parenting? How do we get on the same page? And I think it starts with not assuming that your partner's wrong and you're right. Perhaps truly, like we said last time, last week's podcast, we're just wired differently and we're seeing different things. Mm -hmm. And so start by assuming both of us have a perspective to bring here. And probably between you and I, and we've experienced this in our relationship, between you and I, there's probably an awesome parent. Somewhere right in the <laughs> yeah. middle of us, yes, where I bring true. my part and you bring your part, and right. best the best of us together makes one awesome parent. So, if you assume that you're right and your partner's wrong, you're you're already going to be frustrated. Well, and I have to say that is really bad when um, I'm the one with them all day long. Yes. And like back in the day, I even homeschooled like back in the prairie days before there was the internet. So I was with them so much and and saw the things that I saw while Barrett was gone. I mean, a lot. He was a youth minister, so he had long working hours and weird working hours. And so I do appreciate that most of the time you would you know, defer to me. And then of course, I'd be begging you for your perspective too, because I need a perspective looking from the outside looking in because I'm with these little kids all day long. Um, And I I would lose my focus. And so that balance was really good. Yes. I I would say this because of what Jennifer just just shared. I think guys out there, if you are a a guy in the workplace and your wife is a stay-at-home mom, particularly. Or a working mom. Yeah. Probably a a woman, probably. In most cases, a mom will be more in touch with Mm -hmm. the needs of what the kids need and what they're going through right now. So I would encourage the guys out there. Man, listen to your wives. Mm-hmm. Hear what they have to say, and, and understand that their perspective probably is 
as close to the truth as you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Now, again, both of you have something to bring to the table. You may not fully ever agree on every little thing in parenting. Right. You may not, you may not agree on an approach to something, but hearing each other's perspective is critical. And then to your kids coming together as one united front oh is, my gosh, is huge. It's just Here's the biggest Here's what we start seeing. With, with children, it is a weird dynamic there and kids will start playing off one another. When you got middle schoolers and high schoolers and they know that mom and dad are not on the played. same page and yeah. can be played. Oh, oh my goodness, you've got don't a disaster brewing. Do and so, not. And make so sure don't do it when they're little. I mean, get, like, get just get in good practice. Do not do that. Even if you have to go into a room and close the door and hide in the closet to argue. And if there's, if there's decisions <laughs> um, about got certain to come things, back out together. Well, well, decisions about certain things like discipline or parameters or what kids are allowed to do or whatever that you know you and your spouse don't see eye to eye on. Mm-hmm. Just make an agreement. Yeah. Just If one spouse is in on this, the other, that spouse needs to demand yeah. of your spouse. Make an agreement. Hey, we won't make, you won't make a decision on this. Yeah. When the kids say, can we, you won't answer yes until we get their heads together and yeah. talk about this together. Yeah. And we got to fret it out together and find some middle ground there at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can have an agreed front together. And if, in, you're, if you're in a really bad place with this right now, just go somewhere by yourself, the two of you and get a piece of paper out and just like push a do over button and just say, you know, everything is just going zonkers and we've got to get a game plan and we need to write it down and we need to do the same thing for the certain things that our kids do. You do it and I do the same and just kind of again push the restart button on it um yeah. if you are really struggling with this indeed well let's bring it to a close today uh, with our topic focused on really how a wife can encourage and build up and be a cheerleader for a husband our just challenge to you is, is ladies strive to be that you know see yourself as a cheerleader if you want to put on pom-poms and a short skirt, most of the dudes would really enjoy that too. But <laughs> but just see yourself as a cheerleader and how valuable you are in building up your husband. And if, if probably as a result of you hearing this podcast, there's a lot of husbands and wives out there that maybe start having a conversation about what does it feel like for me to build you up, honey? And a man to say, hey, here's what I really need for you. Or it really hurts me when you do this or don't do this. Our prayer would be there'd be some really good conversations that would come out of you hearing this and maybe get a better handle on what it looks like for you as a wife to to build up your man. Because I, I, I promise you, every man out there is going to thrive in that and gravitate towards that and gobble that up because mm-hmm. what every man really hungers and thrives for in his life. Well, with that, we'll give it a close. As always, check out our podcast episode page at infoforfamilies.com. You can poke around our website and find out all about what we do. But we want to resource you along those lines. If you've got questions or have a For Real Friday story, we'd love to hear them. Email us at help at infoforfamilies.com. And we'd love it if you'd share this podcast. Go on iTunes if you haven't yet. Subscribe to it. Tell your friends. Give us a rating. Just give us feedback and interact with us any way you can. We'd love to know that you're out there. Because right now, we're just talking to a dark, <laughs> quiet room at our house. We want to know who's there listening. Oh, in. I hate it. I want to see your faces. And... Um just a shout out to Jennifer that's working out in the gym and probably listening to this. There we go. That just made me so happy to hear from her today. Well, we'll shout out to anybody who shouts out back to us. So <laughs> let us know you're out there. We love feedback. Just anything you want to tell us, help at Info for Families is the best way to reach us. Help at InfoForFamilies.com. With that, we'll say adieu, farewell, whatever else I can think of language-wise. <laughs> this is Barrett Johnson. That's my wife. Jennifer Johnson. Hey, we love you guys and be encouraged. Be an awesome, imperfect, and normal family. Knowing that God's got great things in store for you. We'll see you.